This is episode number 201. How can I be a better human? With Christopher Burns. Welcome. My name is Oleg Lohid, and this is the Overcoming Odds Podcast, where you get a glimpse into the stories of individuals who have overcome adversity, suffering, and struggle in achieving their personal success. This podcast was built by you and for you to help you overcome adversity, suffering, and struggle in achieving your fullest potential. Before we get into today's episode, I'd like to make a few quick announcements. The first one being to all of our listeners, an invitation to our upcoming event or upcoming call called Courageous Conversations. As many of you have heard, we have started this call approximately eight to nine months ago with the intention of bringing our community even closer, as well as creating a space for each and every single one of us to better understand our own individual journeys. If you'd like to know more information about how to join any of these upcoming calls, please leave us a message through our website at overcomingodds.today. The second announcement that I'd like to make is this. If you have liked any of our previous episodes, please consider leaving us a review on iTunes, Facebook, or Google so more people can hear these inspiring and courageous conversations. Now, let's get back to the show. Chris, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, brother. It's great to be here. Let's rock and roll. Absolutely. Thank you for being a part of it. And I'm glad that we were able to connect. I think we've been connected for a while and we had a couple uh, back and forth just due to life and everything else that was happening. So I'm glad that we're finally able to create this space and, and have a conversation and get to learn more about who we are. Bro, that's, that's the name of the game is appreciating the little things. I know uh, gratitude is a big thing for you. Of course, people's story and their journey as well. For me, gratitude has been massive in transforming how I see the world, how I see myself uh, being a man. I know we're going to be diving into a lot of different topics today, but um, mm-hmm. I feel like that's that's such a foundation. And I also believe in perfect timing and things unfolding perfectly, you know, like coincidence and synchronicity. Like I, I love that stuff. I love riding the wave of of quote unquote luck, what other people call luck. And and some people say, Oh, I hate luck, you know, like that's I, I'll never and I'll never subscribe to being lucky. And I say, Well, why are you gonna take that ingredient that makes for a more fun, fulfilling rich life and just throw it out the window. I say, I'm the luckiest man alive. I'm the luckiest businessman I know. And that's mm-hmm. been a, just these affirmations, these declarations, these truths that we stand in can, can radically transform our lives, man. What does that mean to you? What does luck mean to you? Yeah. So there's the definition, which I used to go by, and then I'll share what I go by now. So luck is when preparation meets opportunity. I think Thomas Edison or someone from the early 1900s said that, or Brian Tracy or someone. And so I, I partially agree in that. I also agree that there's this, there's this expectation and faith that mixes in with my version of luck today, which is the universe is always conspiring in my favor. And I don't know how it's going to work out. I don't know how, uh, what, what amount of money is going to manifest, what gifts are going to come to me, what people are going to say, Chris, you're awesome today. And I just want to let you know you're, you're doing great work or what gifts I'm going to be able to give to people. And I'm going to have the pleasure of being a, a steward of 
life, of life force energy in all the different facets that it goes through us. I think for me, luck is expecting great things to happen. And I believe Mm -hmm. Albert Einstein also says, you have two choices. One is to see everything as a miracle in this universe. The other is to see nothing as a miracle. And so I choose to see everything as a miracle, man. Mm. How do you explain? So this is a question that maybe a personal question as well for both of us. But in the space that you and I are in, which revolves around many of these principles that you spoke about, manifestation, affirmations, visualizations, and stuff like that, how do you explain that to people who, A, may not be familiar with those topics whenever you get approached with the question of, Chris, what do you do? And the other, the follow-up question to that, to those who may not fully understand what do you do, do you try and convince them or do you just move on? Like, what do you do in a situation like that? Yeah. So for me, I I focus on grounded communication. I come from an electrical engineering background. So for me, keeping out the jargon and the weird terminology as much as possible, uh, I strive to do that. It doesn't always work, but I (laughs) I strive to communicate with people in a wide variety of consciousnesses, right? If that's a word, Uh, Mm -hmm. perspectives. We don't all see the world the same way. And that's the beauty of this life is we get contrast. We get differing perspectives. So when someone asks me, what do I do? I say, I bring together men to share perspectives, share wisdom, and to grow together, to create a better version of themselves, to master the man within themselves. And when we choose to make that commitment to being the best version of ourselves every day, And that looks a lot of different ways for a lot of different people. There's a lot of different ways to communicate that. I really like the 1% philosophy, 1% better every day, Kaizen Mm -hmm. from from the Japanese philosophy. So I love that. And ultimately for me, it's how can I live in joy, in peace, in harmony, uplifting other people, being a contribution. There's also the wheel of life where you get to really look at the different areas of life. What's your career look like? What do your finances look like? What does your spirituality, your health, your relationships, your fun, those kinds of things. I think taking an objective view, life is, is I believe, a holistic thing. There's, you can't compartmentalize it and say, that's what life is. You can't compartmentalize your career and say, that's what life is. It is, a, it is the whole picture. But you can take the individual slices, make distinctions out of them, gain wisdom, gain more effectiveness, gain more ease, more growth, more progress towards whatever your goals are in that area. And I think that's really why we're here. We're here to have the experience and we're here to use the human gifts that we've been given, our mind, thinking, emotions, communication, all these beautiful gifts and tools and have a better experience. And that's, that's why I believe we're here. So if someone doesn't communicate at the level that I communicate at, I understand. I also, I've gone through the journey of feeling like I'm, I need to be the superhero and fix everyone. And I think a lot of people who have gifts and who, ha- who come into this online space and have podcasts and have a voice, we recognize we can make a difference for others. We go through that phase. I did. And at some point I said, Everyone is on their own journey and I don't actually even need to do anything in their life to impact them. And so Mm -hmm. this goes back to quantum physics and things like that, where simply me being happy, me being joyful, and whether someone is in my physical vicinity or they're across the world, 
that is actually influencing them. My vibration, my frequency, my energy that goes out into the world, as it's proven that what I do here is impacting things in Japan, right? The butterfly mm-hmm. effect. The butterfly effect, yeah. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. So trusting that is, has been key for me, man. I remember I watched that movie and I also watched uh, Benjamin Button. Have you seen that one? Yeah. Yes. yes. It's pretty incredible to see. I remember there's a sequence in that movie as well where he talks about just the sequencing of events and how if you were to look at one particular thing, such as person drinking a cup of coffee, half across the world or across the city, wherever it was, and how that impacts the series of all these other events that happen around the world. And to me, I remember watching it and just really getting lost in thought that there's so much truth there. There really really is. Like the conversation we're having right now, it's somehow within the sequence of events moving forward. We don't know what those events are. We don't know, you know who the characters are, but maybe to a degree, it's not as important or it's only as important as you make it to be and trying to understand like what are those events and who are those characters and how am I impacting them? But for me, I think I'm more so just choose to focus on my own journey and impact myself. And as, some, as something you mentioned, instead of trying to change other people, change myself first yes, and see what's possible from there. Yeah, man. Yeah. And just diving into my story real quick. I, I used to be very selfish and self-centered in certain ways. And I think it's, it's good to be selfish. It's good mm-hmm. to have self-interest. It's good to have desires for yourself and be proud of those and be grateful that we have this internal GPS that says, what do I like? What do I dislike? Right. And there's all kinds of philosophies getting into Buddhism about our preferences and likes even good. I, I feel that they are our guiding compass in this life. And I chose to prioritize those to such an extent when I was in my, let's say, late, late teens, early 20s, when I really started pivoting my life. I was going to school for electrical engineering, getting my degree. Meanwhile, I was partying because I had discovered this whole new world of, of being rebellious, of developing my voice, of developing who I am without my parents. Right? Like, <laughs> right? It's like, who, who do I get to be? To, it's a whole wide world of creation. And it's from going from being sort of, so to speak, under the watch, under the gaze, under the guidance of your parents for so many years. And everyone has different experiences with their parents growing up. I know you had a very Mm -hmm. unique experience. For me, I I got a lot of love, gratefully. And I also kind of resented that uh, micromanagement and attention for whatever reason. I said, I don't, I don't need you parents. And so I became a rebel. And I said, who am I? Who am I really? And I set out on this quest to find that answer. And through partying and through, let's say, hitting some rock bottoms and um, drinking a lot and partying a lot, going to raves. And I I woke up in jail uh, one one day, so to speak. And um, thankfully, nothing serious ever went on my record. But it was a, a turning point that said, Christopher Burns, you are throwing away your life. You're breaking the hearts of your parents who have poured so much love and energy into you. And you're just being so ungrateful for everything that you've been given, all these opportunities. And uh, I love, I love my girlfriend. She's from Czech Republic and we're getting married next year. I'm so, so grateful for Petia. Thank you, man. Thank you. And she comes from Europe and she works her butt off, bro. And she never takes for granted the freedom that she has in this country. And I know I took those liberties, those freedoms, the things that I had, the parents who loved me for granted. 
And so when I was in jail for two days and figuring out what, what did I do wrong? You know, like God source, higher power. What, where did I mess up? Where did I, where did I go off track? And I just made a commitment to myself, man. And I think that's, for me, that was the turning point. People have different kinds of turning points, different um, challenges, obstacles, uh, let's say heartbreaks or emergencies and course corrections. First, it starts with a feather, then it goes mm-hmm. to a, a slap on the face, then it comes a two by four, then a semi truck. <laughs> and so I got my proverbial semi truck and said, bro, you're throwing everything away. And so I, I surrendered in that moment. And I think that's a big part as well of the journey. And I'm still learning how to do that, learning how to let go of trying to control everything. But when I was 21, I said, God, source, universe, creator, higher power, inner inner self, whatever, right? I didn't know what it was. I had, was being an atheist, con- considered myself an atheist for a couple of years because I was just like, I don't know what, what's out there. And I said, if you get me through this situation, whatever, whatever is the guiding force, luck, right? Whatever it was, uh, I promise to do the best to be the best version of myself, to be a contribution to other people, to stop being so selfish and um, irresponsible and arrogant and pretending like I know it all. And uh, it was a big dose of humility that changed the trajectory of my life and just set me down this like obsessive quest to be the best version of myself and to master the man within me. And it's, it's been a wild ride, man. How did that definition change? I mean, when you first gained awareness of that concept in your 20s to what you know now, how do you how do you view what does it actually mean to be a man? Yeah, great question. I think it's it's really still evolving for me. It's all, always evolving. And I I believe the more important question is what does it mean to be a human being? Mm-hmm. And I, I, cause men or women, it's like, it's, it's basically the same experience with different body parts, diff- some different emotions and chemistry. And some people might say it's a radically different experience. There's no way you can compare men and women as having the same experience. But I, I feel like it's just a different set of circumstances that each sex has been given. Um, but what it means to be a human being for me is, is uh, I like to go to Earl Nightingale's strangest secret definition. It's the progressive realization of a worthwhile dream or a worthy ideal, whatever that is, getting back into the desires, getting back into the things that drive us. And we're all born with a unique set of circumstances and go through a unique set of life experiences that shape and craft and mold us and what we desire, right? I played a ton of video games when I was growing up. Not every guy did, not every person did. Mm -hmm. I loved them. And then I hated them because I felt like it took away my social ability to connect with people because I was so locked into this digital world that had zero, as far as I was concerned, zero Mm -hmm. relevance to translation into real world skills. Of course, now that I look back and I have more perspective, I see that there was strategy, there was problem solving, there was connecting, communicating with people online, but I, I didn't see that value in the beginning. And there's probably even more there, but I had that experience. Not everyone has that experience. So when you, someone who's listening or tuning in right now, when you have the question of what does it mean to be a man? What does it mean to be a human being? It, I can give you my perspective. Oleg can give you his perspective, but mm-hmm. ultimately it is your definition that matters the most. It is your distinctions of what is it, what is it, what makes up a man? Does what makes up a man being strong? Is that, is it being integrous? Is it being consistent? Is it being uh, good looking? 
What is that for you? That's, that's the only thing that matters. It doesn't matter what we say. We're, we're just sharing our perspectives and helping you to ask yourself, does this resonate with me? Does what Christopher Burns says resonate with me? Is it, is it resonating? Is it, is it sounding true? Is it feeling good? It might feel like total BS. And you're like, I don't know what the heck this guy is saying, <laughs> right? Like yeah. it's, it's mm-hmm. nonsense. Chances are not because a lot of uh, personal development conversations um, have similarities and have similar golden nuggets and truth in there. So I would say most important, it's what's your definition. For me, it's achieving my goals, achieving the best version of myself. Uh, Being a man doesn't have a specific definition for me. It's just being the best version of this human being that I can be in each and every moment. Does that have an end point? The Mm. being the best version that you be? Or you strive for? I believe in this world of duality. Okay. So mm-hmm. we, in my opinion, we come from a oneness source, God, whatever universe, a uh, higher dimension that is, is consistently love consistently that um, presence. And so in this world of duality, I believe that we can uh, on one hand be content and be satisfied and feel good and proud about who we are in this moment needing nothing to change. This moment is perfect. I believe on one hand, we can be there. And on the other hand, we can also say, but I can be so much more. Mm-hmm. I, can, I can be a billionaire. I can be a world-changing leader. I can build a, a service that impacts a billion people's lives. I can end global problems and issues and and things that are going on opportunities right you don't even have to call it a problem you could call it a challenge or an opportunity but in a lot of people's worlds there's a lot of travesties and problems and pandemics and stuff that's going on in the world today so how do we solve those right and i believe it's it's the dance life is this dance and you may or may not resonate with that as a man. I didn't resonate with it when I was 20. I was like, dance. I don't dance. (laughs) I can relate. (laughs) White boy, like overanalyzing everything, right? That was my worldview. And after going through uh, Zumba classes and hip hop classes at like 24 hour fitness and stuff, I started to get more of that feminine energy. And I think it's important to have both of those energies, the masculine and the feminine, as each individual, whether you're a man or a woman, I think it's important to have a balance and be able to access those on demand. And so that goes back to these two polarities of being content and satisfied and filled with exhilaration and eagerness for this moment, exactly as it is, not trying to change anything, not being attached to any certain outcome or any story or any whatever, right? Like the... the, the perfect end, right? Oh, I finally made it to the mountaintop, right? So that's one hand. But then on the other hand, it's like, no, I'm going for that mountaintop. I'm climbing Mount Everest. I'm going to make a service that impacts a billion or a million people's lives or whatever that is. And there's no right or wrong dream, by the way, for the person who's tuning in right now, listening and and hearing this message. Again, it goes back to your definition. It goes back to what lights you up. If it's just hanging out with friends and filling your life with experiences and moments, with people who you love, if that's what lights you up, great. If it's creating art, if it's writing a book, if it's sharing your message and your gifts, if it's if the next step is simply discovering what your gifts are, then that's the perfect place to be. That's your mountaintop. And I believe it's it's 
feeling great about both of those, the desire to grow and to conquer and to, and to achieve, as well as uh, feeling good with where we are and being able to see which one's pulling towards me now, which, which one do I get to step into more now? I think that's key, Oleg. Do you think we're all born with the same capacity for many of these things, love, compassion, drive, persistence, or are we truly all born as unique human beings with our own set of assets and tools? Yeah, great, great question. I believe fundamentally we are all infinite beings. We are mm-hmm. all we are all able capable of stepping into any version of ourselves that we believe. And there's certain paradigms, societal programming, stuff that we would have to work through to be able to do that. And some of it may not even be conceivable in this time and space, right? In, the, in this year, 2020 or whatever it might be, um, that might not even be possible based on our current paradigm. But I fundamentally believe if enough people believe it's possible, then any reality is possible. So mm. that's on one hand, that's, that's like key. And, that, and that's, mm-hmm. that's like the eternal optimist, the eternal possibilitist in me. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's key. And I also know that we have gone through unique experiences in our life that drastically change how we see the world, what we find valuable, and what we see as our true potential. And Mm -hmm. so it's not, in my opinion, it's not right for me to say, oh, uh, John over here, I see so much potential in your speaking. You should go be a speaker, right? I would ask John, John, I think you have an amazing gift, gift with communication. What, what do you want to be? Who, who do you choose to be? Like, what are you stepping into? What's that greatest version of yourself? And John says, well, I, I just, I really want to be a painter, bro. Like, I love painting. I love creating these works of arts. And then it's really up to me to not be attached. And I think that's what a lot of families and friends and, and communities might have a challenge with is letting go of what we think people should be, do, or have, and let them be the source of it. I think that's what we need most in this world right now is powerful mirrors. And that's why I love being a coach. And that's why I love being someone who holds that mirror up and just says, what is, what is important to you? What are you passionate about? What do you, what do you value? What are the experiences in your life that have shaped your desires and your uh, soul's calling and your gifts that you want to bring to the world? What are those and what's next for you? What, what can we take the next step on? And I think that's, that's the ultimate challenge as well. Having a desire long-term, a big picture vision and being okay with taking the next baby step mm-hmm. because that's, that's fundamentally in our nature is being a baby and learning how to crawl and sucking at it at first and mm-hmm. falling and getting scraped up and quote unquote failing right? Failing forward. I love mm-hmm. the, the growth mindset by Carol S. Dweck, game-changing book for how to see failure and growth and progress, because it, you, you start to see that it's not about the, the goal completion or not. It's about the effort that you put in and making progress towards what's process. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. How much would you say, well, the other thing that you mentioned that I find interesting is this whole concept of projections. Mm. And that's the the thoughts that we project onto other people or not we, but some of us and the whole concept of kind of, you need to do this, or you should be that. Where do you think that ultimately comes from? Does that come from like a personal desire of wanting to be a similar role, but not believing that I could, mm-hmm. and therefore it's easier for me to say, Hey, Chris, you should do this or yeah. you should do that. Like, where does that come from? 
in your opinion? It's a beautiful question. I ultimately believe the human being mechanism, right? Our, our brain specifically, our ego, the whole job of that is to be right. And so I believe that this life for a lot of people is just a constant, let's say a smorgasbord or, you know, buffet of saying where I get to be right. You know, where, where am I right? Where, where am I right? Oh, I'm right that this wall is supposed to be brown. I'm right that uh, Oleg is supposed to be uh, having a podcast, overcoming odds and creating these epic conversations and inspiring people around the world. Like I, I'm right about that. And you may agree with me, right? Mm -hmm. And then there also may be things that I'm like, man, this wall is supposed to be, you know, this shape behind me. And you're like, bro, that, that, that sacred <laughs> geometry, you're supposed to have a, a triangle there, bro. What are you doing? <laughs> you know, but it's like this weird shape. And so at that point, you have a differing perspective than me, but it doesn't make your perspective wrong or mine right. I just believe that conditionally we're, we're conditioned and raised to believe that we're always right or we're supposed to be right or this mechanism uh, tells us that that's supposed to be the case. It's safe. Mm. It's safe to be right, right? If, if I'm right, then it's like, okay, it I, I know my environment. I know my surroundings. I'm not going to get attacked by the saber-toothed tiger, you know, going back to caveman days. And so I feel a lot of, um, especially let's say older generation, right? Let's say 20, 40 years ago, their way, they were conditioned into, you have to do it this way. And I believe we're going into this age where we're raising our kids to say, what is your truth? You know, what is, what is your internal guidance say? Hopefully, you know, that's, that's the parent I am committed to being. And I know Petia is, it's like mm -hmm. giving our kids the paintbrush and say, Hey, what, what do you want to try? What do you want to experiment? What do you want to, to give a shot today? And let's go play. Let's go try different things. I don't know how it's going to work out. And ultimately, it's up to them to say, what is their guiding compass leading them towards? But I feel it's, it's parents, it's education, it's societal pressure, uh, peer pressure to show up and be a certain thing that ultimately influences whether something is right or wrong for us and how we believe something is or isn't or should mm. or should be so it's it's our our programming man mm -hmm. chris obviously you and i can have a conversation for the next five to six hours if we allow it to be but <laughs> out of respect to many of our listeners what's the best way that people can connect with you learn more about your work i know you mentioned briefly the coaching background where can people find more information on that Thank you, brother. Thank you. So for you who's listening right now, you found value and interest in this conversation. You want to dive deeper down the rabbit hole. You want to stay connected, whatever the case might be. I'm, I'm honored just to play a part in your reality. And especially if you are a man, uh, we have the men mastermind community. So if you just search men mastermind on Facebook, you'll find our uh, men's community there. And if you want to follow me on Facebook, my personal page, facebook.com forward slash TH three burns as an, a, uh, personal development company for about five years, did about 800 interviews, 138 12-hour live streams, and wow. um, said, thank you, thank you, thank you to that experience and left that and am starting on this uh, empowerment journey for men. And it, it's a blast, man. I, I love doing it. And if you want to join me on that, would love to have you check out Petia's stuff as well. She does women's empowerment. So we're like the perfect power couple <laughs> dynamic duo and uh, Oleg, man, dude, thank you. This is, this has been an honor and you're just a genius and your facilitation, your questions and listening. No, dude, thank you. 
powerful. Thank you all for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. If you haven't done so already, please consider subscribing to our future episodes so you can receive all the latest content. Also, if you like what you heard, please consider leaving us a review on iTunes, Facebook, or Google so more people can hear these inspiring and courageous conversations. Once again, we thank you for listening and we'll look forward to having you next week.